Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez. His option in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he grabbed him behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yershinsky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yershinsky not only bangs in the Barrett, bangs onto the plate, Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Posebnik getting into it with Barrett. And there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Whoa! Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080 The Fan. Speaking of podcast beers on us, podcast drops tomorrow at 4 p.m. wherever you get your podcasts, including at Tanny the Fan. A couple dudes drinking beer. Good one today. We recorded it today. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it. For something about nothing, we turned out good. Boy, oh boy, did we just get some news today. It's like an early middle episode of Seinfeld. I don't know Seinfeld well enough to reference that. This show's about nothing. Yeah. uh, Stuff about nothing is actually sometimes. I'm I'm going to say this, and this might blow your minds. I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of Seinfeld through. Right really? there with you, Michael. Oh, really? Am I? Maybe, maybe because I'm a little older than you guys. I mean, I'm not terribly shocked by it, but I have seen. I've probably seen every episode of Seinfeld. I, well, this might be slightly different for Joe because I'm what three or four years older than you, Joe. I'm 28. I'm 31. There you go. Um, so three years older. Um, I. I watched Friends because my parents watched Friends. Sure. And Friends and Seinfeld were pretty much concurrent, right? They came out around the same time. Yeah, and same concept. It's a show about nothing. Right. It's just kind of day-to-day life. Because I watched both. I okay. watched both of them. I think in my house, my parents didn't watch Seinfeld. Interesting. So I didn't watch Seinfeld. Now, there's right. people in my family. My my mom's cousin, so I guess my second cousin, and her husband are like insane about Seinfeld. They love it. They've watched every episode hundred times. 
they know every episode front to back can quote every single episode to you to your face without even having it in front of them like they're that crazy about it but and one of my best friends his family was all into seinfeld i just never watched it yeah and i've, I've watched a little bit of curb so i mm. kind of understand oh curb is great i understand the humor that seinfeld would bring i just never watched seinfeld yeah seinfeld's a little dated and curb has the benefit of being on hbo yeah. So it gets a little more scuzz factor. Yeah, a little uncensored. Um, <clears throat> and I'm the opposite. My family, we watched Seinfeld. And I watched Friends on my own. Mm. And then I started dating this girl who I just happen to randomly be dating again right now. And she loved Friends. Still does to this day. We still watch Friends to this day. Mm. And she was big into it. And I watched it from time to time on my own. But I watched a lot because she did when I was younger. So I got both of them. But my family is the opposite of yours. We were Big Seinfeld people. Um, I mean, it's just a different style of humor, you know. It just depends on what kind of stuff you like. Yeah, I mean, Seinfeld was more of the dry humor, right? Whereas, yeah, and you know, and awkward. Yeah, like if you love The Office, like Seinfeld would would like Seinfeld was a great precursor to I the, do Office love the Office because you'd watch Seinfeld sometimes and be like, oh, especially with George. Yeah, the who's dinner, the Larry the dinner David. party episode of The Office is the most awkward television I've ever viewed. Yeah, yeah, and you're sitting there just uncomfortable. And George Costanza. Is the Larry David. Well, my mom texted. We watched Seinfeld, but not with you. Ah. <laughs> Gee, shucks. Thanks, Protect mom. the children, mom. Good job, mom. Was that show more like not for children than <clears throat> Friends was? Um, I think Friends was a, I think Friends was a little more. Well, they have like a whole episode about who can go the longest without, you know, taking time to themselves, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but they, but they would. Self-service. Yes. But they would. I, I think Friends was a little softer and not as. Friends played kind of the little awkward, like, oh, God, don't say that word sort of thing, to where Seinfeld made you awkward. Mm. Yeah. And that was kind of the whole thing. Like, George would literally say something. Elaine would say something, and you'd be like, I I have no response to that. To where Friends, I think, kind of beat around the bush a little bit. And so, pun intended, hey And uh, <laughs> Mike's just rolling his eyes at me. And uh, to where I think Friends was a little more softer to just kind of, like, chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Mom and Dad, but why you, didn't you watch Seinfeld with me? <laughs> but if you... <clears throat> I know you're listening. But if you like Curb, you, I think you'd really like Seinfeld. because Curb, it, Curb is a show that I... Seinfeld is basically Curb with Jerry Seinfeld. Right. Is basically with what Larry it is. David but, writing instead of acting. Yeah, yeah. But, but Jerry was the main character of Seinfeld, obviously. Yes. And, and Larry's the main character of Curb. Right. But, you know... Jason I, Alexander plays Larry David in their like friendship. Oh, is that actually that's that's how it is? Costanza oh, really? is Larry David. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. that kind of, sort of, but okay. I mean, the he show is like, yeah, like the foil. The I show guess. is basically written about if Jerry and Larry were like friends living in New York, being ridiculous people. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah. Curb is not again. I haven't watched a ton of Curb. I've seen it and enjoyed the the small burst that I've seen. I tried to start it um, from the beginning. Because I was out of funny shows to watch. Mm -hmm. And I watched the first two episodes. It was okay. I heard that it gets better as it goes on. Yeah. I, and I, then I stumbled upon Brooklyn Nine-Nine and I completely switched and have been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine the entire way. I started Curb a few months back and I think I got like halfway through season five. And it is one of those things where the first, like kind of like all shows, the first season or two, eh, it's all right. And it progressively gets better. And from what I hear from Isaac and Sue, it's like season nine and 10 and these later seasons are just amazing. So yeah, did you get to Katrina yet? 
No. Oh, once you get to Hurricane Katrina, that that show changes. Got to like the carpool lane episode. <laughs> yeah, you... and I think I've always loved Curb because I watched Seinfeld. And so, like, I haven't seen the last probably like three or four seasons of Curb, but I could jump in and laugh hysterically because I understand the humor. Well, I, I, it gave me a good idea of what the show is about. And to be honest, because I grew up over in that part of the world, that kind of personality that Larry David had has is very oh, familiar to me. Yeah. The, uh, the crazy New York Jew guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that's, it. Uh, that's very familiar to me. To me, white kid from the Northwest that doesn't believe in God is like, ah, that guy's hilarious. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this was Tuesday. Um, but I, I got the, the the very first episode is about the freaking like pants roll. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the very first episode. And I'm like, Oh, so they're going to do literally a show about nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is about the most mundane, everyday things that we all think about, mm -hmm. and they just make it funny. Yeah. And it was funny, but I just, honestly, I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine and instantly was just like, oh, I'm, I'm stuck. I got to keep going. I'm actually almost done. I've got, only got two seasons left of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, and I don't but, like Andy Samberg, so. I yeah, I've heard that show. from a lot of people that don't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, is they just don't like Samberg, but eh, I still say give it a shot. It's really funny. And I don't like cops. All right, when we come back, we'll dive into some more sports as we do that. This is a sports show. That's Mike Lynch, Joe Fish behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris. This is 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Rise and shine, make you want to say, dear God, let me thank you for another day. Ah! Living life on the edge, and I'm trying to play it. Tired of ducking the feds, and the struggle to make it, so this is your day. Oh, ah! now it's time to shine. Ah! Sorry, man. Ah! Grew up with that ah! song. It's lit! Huh. TWDY, sampling Bill Withers. It's good stuff. What'd you say? You can use your microphone, Joe. You have Rest in peace. R.I.P. Bill Withers. One of my biggest influences in the history of music, Bill Withers, by far. By far. So I know this has been a topic of conversation <clears throat> for the last few days for some people, but I haven't really got the chance to talk about this with people, so I don't actually really know how I feel about it. So I'm hoping you guys that have been here at the station for the last few days and have probably talked about this a little bit, I would like to maybe help. I would like to ask you to help me maybe answer some of these questions. Okay. This is not a baseball thing. This is an NFL thing. Okay. New England Patriots signed Cam. Joe? Yeah, Joe. It's football, so Joe's like cranked it up. <laughs> yes. It's up to 11. <laughs> yes. So the New England Patriots have signed Cam Newton. Correct. Scam Newton, as I like to call him. Because I'll never forget Mississippi State and Auburn. Anyway, a lot of people kind of talk when I listen to Cowherd or I listen to Dirt and Sprague, Primetime, whatever. A lot of people kind of talk as if he is A, the guaranteed number one starter, mm -hmm. and B, not going to like send them to a Super Bowl, but make things a lot better for them than their previous plan of uh, Jason Stidham and Brian Hoyer, right? Is that fair to say? Jared that, Stidham. Jared yeah. Stidham, sorry. Yep. That has been the conversation, right? Yep. That this should make them a little better, a little more dynamic, different style than Tom. Might be cool to see what McDaniels does. I think generally that would be true, although Suk, I think, had a, a varied opinion on that about just the Patriots' talent as a whole. Yeah, and, and yeah, the team might not be as great as we see, and I think Tom kind of filled a lot of those holes there. My biggest question is I don't know how 
coachable Cam Newton is. And I don't know how well he is going to be a guy that sticks to a script. Well, if, if if there's anything I've learned from the Patriot way, it's definitely style-based, programmed, kind of look best possible outcomes, not just use your God-given talent, that I, even if he's day one starter, I don't truly believe he'd last the whole season. If there's a rough patch, I could see him getting pulled quickly. Um, I think that's a fair point. I think that Cam Newton gets a bit of a bad rap as a quarterback. Um, well, yeah, because he's outspoken and he wears crazy clothes. And But I don't even think – I'm thinking more just people who watch quarterbacks who play with the style he plays, which is using their legs, uh, taking hits, you know, maybe a little bit more gunslingery. I think they tend to view them as bigger liabilities and bigger risks, and they kind of – dampen the way they view their successes. Okay. We have to remember that Cam Newton was an MVP. True. Number one overall draft pick. Uh, made Heisman it Trophy winner. Made national it champion. Two. Yes. Who did he beat in the national championship? I don't remember. That game was so boring. Oh, uh, I think it was. Um, so about Cam Newton with the Patriots. <laughs> I think it was one Oregon. Of, uh, one of the worst natties I've seen. No offense to Oregon. Just Auburn didn't play well either. Michael the, Dyer was down. I think people. That a boy, Joe. He was down, yeah. I think people don't view Cam Newton in the way he should be viewed. Yeah. Cam Newton is a fantastic quarterback. When healthy, he is a fantastic quarterback. Now, I know he we've, hasn't been healthy recently. Right. He's had the shoulder injuries. He's had the foot injuries. We've never seen anyone his size with his ability to run and throw a cannon. He's also, by all accounts, beloved <clears throat> in the locker room. He, he is a leader, and the I believe teammates that. love him. Auburn loved him. Um, there's also a lot of videos going around. He is great in the community. He, uh, there was a video that got shared yesterday. I did not know this. So this is when he was uh, in Carolina. He was, uh, there was an Auburn fan. It was a kid who was, who was in a uh, hospital for cancer. And um, he sent him a note or something. And Cam Newton chartered a private jet the day after the game and flew out to go see him. Like, players go and, and visit kids and do make-a-wish totally. and do charity things like that. That's a different level, right? right? So people view Cam Newton slightly more negatively because of the clothes or maybe because of the supermaning or the dabbing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think people forget, and maybe the injuries have hurt the perception too, just how good Cam Newton is. Well, I think, so, I think part of that is why he's a superstar though. Right. Some of those, those great aspects of him are what's pushed him to right. another level. So I'll say to your question about how coachable is he? I think he's probably way more coachable than people will give him credit for because you view him as flashy and me first and fashion and celebrations, but somebody wouldn't have had that much success in his career if he wasn't coachable and didn't fit a system. Okay. It will be interesting to see because he's really only been with the one team. He's really only been with one coach with Ron Rivera. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see him go to the Patriots with a different style, but I have a feeling well, real offensive coaches. I have a feeling <clears throat> that Bill Belichick will let him be him more than people <clears throat> think. I think yeah. people think he's going to go there and Belichick's just going to clamp down on his personality. I don't think you can do that to Cam Newton, and I think Belichick knows that. Mm -hmm. They might try to give him an idea of, like, the Patriot way, which yeah. is a real thing. But, I mean, this is Cam Newton we're talking about. He is a flamboyant, outgoing, leadery kind of outspoken kind of guy. So I I don't know if the coachability really should be a concern for him. I think he fits in just fine. And Re oh, real, yeah, real, you, real quick, for sure. I just want to make sure it's clear. I don't think he's not... I don't question him being non-coachable because 
of the closey wears and the outspoken. It's just because of his dynamic of extending plays and stuff like that, that it might not be what the Patriots tend to do in offense. That's Maybe they all. just haven't done it because Tom Brady can't do that. Right, right. And that could be the case. Like, Russ is the same way, and he's good at it. I don't have any problem with that. I just want to make that clear. So, as far as him being coachable and adjusting his type of play, um, in 2018, that is when they got Norv Turner as an offensive coordinator. And one of the reasons the Pats signed him, Bill Belichick talked to Norv Turner about Cam Newton, and Norv Turner vouched for him and said, yeah, he is – He's good, dude. If he's healthy, he is just fine. And in his one full, basically full season with Norv Turner as his uh, as his OC, he threw nearly 68% on his passes, which he never even got to 62% in any previous season as far as completing passes. So, I mean, that is an exponential jump, six percentage points in passing completion. And Norv Turner... He's a great coach. I mean, mm-hmm. he had great those... quarterback coach, great offense. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, not a great head coach. How about them Cowboys? That's Norv. Is it? Yeah, man. I think so. I think Jimmy Johnson is a big part of those 90s Cowboys, but Norv Turner's the OC. Yeah. He's got that triple threat. He's got Aikman, Smith, and Irvin. Wasn't Jimmy Johnson more of a CEO anyway? Yeah. 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 And Novacek and, and Moose Johnson. Like, I mean, like, North Turner was the guy in Dallas for three Super Bowls. He's solid. And with uh, North Turner and also just being on a contract, a deal like this, I don't think you can afford to basically do your own thing or try right. and improvise. It's like a lot this of incentive based. Stuff in exactly. It's like this is a system. And Josh McDaniels, he went and drafted Tim Tebow. And Truth. this is basically Cam. Cam Newton is Tim Tebow. But obviously, ten times better. Right, right, you know, right. Same kind of idea. Extend the play. Exactly. Go off script. So Josh McDaniels is probably licking his chops over having Cam Newton. So, so maybe, maybe that's where my question is: is are is is Josh McDaniels and the Patriots are they willing to change how they do it? I would say yes. You know yeah. that instead of being the the checkdowns and the running backs that turn into receivers and you know, the quick slants and the screen passes, are they willing to evolve and adapt? And the other question is, will it work? Um, I, I mean, I don't think Patriots are Super Bowl. That that team is not very good. I, I will that, say to, to Souk's point, the talent on that team is not that great. It's aging. It's not. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, but, last year they weren't great, and they just. But if they create defense. a system for Cam or a system that's part them part Cam, will it work? Yeah, I think it will. Um, to answer one of your earlier questions. You know, does this mean he's instantly the starter? I think it means he's instantly the starter. Um, if the Patriots really believed in Jared Stidham, they wouldn't, they wouldn't sign Cam, Cam Newton. I uh, mean, okay, and Brian Hoyer. I mean, whatever. Uh, he's, he's the third guy in the room anyway. So Cam Newton's the starter. He's the third guy in the room until Stidham gets a couple plays and is not very good, and then Hoyer's number two. Sure. Um, and I actually think this does make the Patriots competitive again because – we all thought they were going to just be like suck, suck bad. Right? Because like, we all thought they were going to start Stidham. And then go maybe get Trevor Lawrence in the draft next year, right? Like that that's, was that's what they should do. That was such saying. a yeah, such like a Patriots thing of like, oh, we'll have one really bad year and then oh, we have the next generational quarterback. Um Trevor Lawrence is a Patriot. Gross. I will say with Cam Newton, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Because he's good. Um again, as long as health again, health, uh, health is a big, health is a big thing with Cam. I'm just gonna <clears throat> everything I've said is assuming he's healthy. Uh, he's looked good, apparently. His shoulder hasn't shown any of the wear that we saw when he was on the field last year before he hurt his foot. So, you know, all assuming he's healthy, this is fine. 
I think this makes the Patriots a contender, at least to make the playoffs. Super Bowl, uh, I don't know. But the division's going to be tough. The AFC East is not great. I think the Bills have a very good team, but I, Josh Allen is super questionable to me. I disagree with that statement. I think that division is going to be tough. Not because there's a Super Bowl champion in that team, but Sam Darnold's a decent quarterback. Josh Allen is a serviceable, decent quarterback. Cam, the Dolphins are getting Tua. better. The Dolphins are getting better. We'll see about Tua. That's the big question mark. But they got Fitzpatrick. It's, I mean, Dolphins are going to be a better team. Uh, yeah, I agree. And the Bills be, are the best team in that division. It will be Tua as the quarterback because you don't take a guy at the number right. five pick and, and, and whatever it was, number the four. The Bills are my pick to win that division. I love what the Bills are doing. I don't love Josh Allen, but I yeah. love that team. The, the, the Bills team is very it's good. Very good. Uh, Josh Allen is very average and needs to stop throwing balls behind his shoulder in the middle of a playoff game when you're blowing a lead. <laughs> Uh, and then stop throwing into triple coverage the next play. But uh, the Bills are still the favorites for the division. But, I mean, they were runaway favorites for me. And now all of a sudden, I think the the Cam Newton thing, it's interesting. It brings the Patriots right back up underneath their heels. I, I'm discounting the Jets. Sir, Sam Darnold's fine, but Adam Gase is a moron. And yeah. the Dolphins are still too young and not ready to go. So it's the Bills and the Patriots, which, which it was last year. But... This brings the Patriots much closer. God, man, late 90s, early 2000s called. Watch the AFC East. Here we go, baby. <laughs> hey, sports is cyclical. Yeah, right, right. Uh, anyway, so thank you, guys. I appreciate you for indulging me because I don't talk a lot of NFL. It's not my big thing. If you listen to the show, we don't do a ton of NFL. But I needed I needed to be brought to a level to make sure I understand stuff. So I appreciate that. I like Cam. I just... Fun to watch? I just... And and I do this with with athletes all the time. I don't love his college path. I don't love getting kicked out of Florida, going to a JUCO, and, and getting paid rampant violations yeah. and nothing happened from it. I mean, it cost Gene Chizik his job, but whatever. I don't know if he was very Being good. It's anyway. really expensive, right? Yeah, uh, but I like Cam, and I'm excited to watch it. All right, when we come back, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I want to get into some uh, some EPL because I got some opinions. Some things that have been going on since Project Restart. We're going to an update 8.30 instead of 8.45. 8.30, baby. Since Project Restart happened, I, I've got some things that got me a little concerned as a Liverpool fan. And we'll get all to that next. But first, Joe was first. <laughs> this is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 835 here on Portland Sports Leader. 503-250-1080 is the text line coming in now. I agree with everything you guys said about Cam, and I know you qualified it with a health condition, but I think we're still not taking that enough into account. I love Cam, but he has taken an insane amount of punishment in his college and pro years. I just don't think he has enough left in the tank to be great again. And I worry with that too, but I will say, look at Big Ben. I mean, we're going to find out more this year. Understood. That's for sure. Understood. But nobody's ever really bashed Ben he's, for He's it. not addicted to porn anymore, <clears throat> so maybe that'll help. But nobody's ever b really bashed Big Ben for it. <clears throat> you know, everybody's kind of been like, oh, he's a trooper. He takes it. And I think there might be a little white-black thing there, but oh, maybe. that's just me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm in. 
I, I, I'm, I'm, I it's going to be interesting. I think that's a fair text because... I think it's a super fair text. I, mean, I think it's spot on, actually. Yes, I gave the qualifier, but you're right. You can't ignore the injuries. I mean, he looked terrible coming back from the shoulder injury. He didn't have as much arm strength. I mean, he could sling the ball. That was his thing was arm strength. And he, He's like 6'8". Right. And he, he always threw with not great... Uh, not great footwork because he was running. Right. So he was able just to kind of like cross arm it and just get it down the field. The old Aaron Rodgers thing. Yeah, he might need to he might need to refine his footwork a little bit more if the shoulder isn't back to full strength. But however, maybe the best thing that happened to him injury-wise was his foot injury because it didn't force him to play through his shoulder injury. Yeah. And maybe allowed that to heal more. I don't again, I, I'm not a doctor. Right. I'm, I I didn't play football, so I don't know how these injuries heal or if it's permanently damaged or anything like that. If that's the case then you're getting damaged goods, still good, better than Stidham probably, but um, damaged goods nonetheless. But you know, may- maybe it gave him more time to heal it. Who knows? And if he's if he needs work on his feet, I mean, I trust that Patriot coaching staff. Yeah, right. I guess that would be part of your question of: Do they let him freelance more, or do they say, "Hey, look, really, can't hey, let's dial it in." Your arm strength isn't what it used to be. That's what I'm. Got. That's yeah. that's what I'm kind of more. I'm sure at. at this point. A one-year, like Joe said, incentive-laden deal that could go up to seven mil, but he's going to make flat like what one point something. Yeah, he's probably like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you say. Yeah, get that because big he deal. can parlay this into an actual contract next year. Totally, whether it's with the Patriots or anybody else, I doubt it'll be with the Patriots. What if but... Drew Lock crashes and burns in well, Denver? You know what I mean? No, I'm not making fun of your Broncos. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like a guy that like we feel good about, but isn't quite there. You know, what if he crashes and burns and they're like, uh-oh, You could have gone with Mitch Trubisky. I mean, Mitch Trubisky is another thing. Well, but, I mean, you heard all those rumors. That's why they didn't bring him in because they knew the whole locker room would be like, you're going to start that guy over Cam Newton? No. No, no, you're not going to do that. No, you're not going to do that. Well, I read something there like, hey, man, don't second-guess Belichick. Maybe he brought him in as an edge rusher. (laughs) (laughs) He's big enough for it. (laughs) You never know what Belichick's up to. They need tight ends. I mean, his dog ran the draft for him. He's got all these tricks up his sleeves, you know. All right. Well, this is the part where sleeves. we. This is the part of the show where you take a severe left turn, but not so much for us. But I know, I have to sneeze. <coughs> oh bless me. you. Excuse me. <coughs> Allergies, man. They're killing me. Oh wow, tasting alder is closing. It makes sense, dude. Have you, are you aware of what's going on with John Gorham right now? No, I just saw Toro Bravo is dissolving. That's disappointing. Yeah. Oh, in wake of founders Facebook offers. Yep, okay. yep, yep. John, uh, uh, John's. Uh, he uh, he stepped in it. He's yeah, on one. <laughs> he stepped. In, he stepped in it. Um, he stepped in it and in an unforgiving culture is the best way I will say that. Gotcha. Um, so I'm gonna slide to the left of this, and I know Joe just. Whatever you do on the computer and not listen to us, go for it, baby. I'm trying to see if I can get that radicchio salad from Tasty and Alder one last time. Radicchio? Yeah, radicchio. Well, I like to say radicchio. Fair enough. Okay. It sounds more fun. It's like Francisco. Okay. <laughs> but that's actually how you pronounce Francisco? <laughs> if it's fun to say, I'm going to say it how I want to, okay? Like get that. to soccer. Okay. Okay. So I do want to talk a little bit about the English Premier League. Stop judging me. Let the listeners judge you instead for talking (laughs) soccer on a baseball show. As we just got done with Cam Newton for 20 minutes. Uh, I do want to talk about this. So I've been watching Project Restart of the English Premier League, you know, and blah, blah, blah. My team won the league. I'm super happy. Awesome. Play Man City tomorrow and it's going to be a 0-0 draw. It's going to be super boring. But I've been seeing. It's not, but okay. It's, it's going to be super boring okay. to see. Uh, but there are some things that I've been watching. First of all, Danny Ings, real deal. I hope he wins the golden boot. 
He'll take it from Mo Salah. Hell yeah, baby. But I hope he, his finishing moves look really good for right those, now. For those who don't know, I'm a Southampton fan, and Danny Ings is my hero because Southampton was uh, close to being relegated, yep. and then Danny Ings just got hot. Yep, and, and Danny Ings has been on my fantasy team for the last six months. And now they're I mean, three like nine points clear of relegation and actually pretty close to the top ten. So uh, yeah, they thank look you, good. Ralph Hasenhutl. You are great. Yep, yep. Don't leave. Um, but, but I've noticed some stuff, okay? Albeit the game today, they didn't look very pretty. Chelsea got some new signings coming in. They look good. I would say that's they look good. Mostly true. Yeah, they don't losing look, to West Ham is a gonna, bad look. They're but. not. Yeah, the West Ham is not a good law. It's not a good. Not a good look. But they look pretty good. They got Timo Werner coming in. Got He's some other guys coming in from uh, Leipzig. Uh, they are building something. City is city. Their defensive line is trash. They need a center back desperately. Does Liverpool burn out? Okay. Yeah, they have John Stones. Gross. <laughs> but here's what's scaring the absolute bejesus out of me. In the last... Hold on, let me take a guess. Go for it. You're terrified that Leeds United is coming back to the Premier League. <laughs> I heard their fans are terrible. <laughs> I heard their fans are awful. Yeah, I heard the same thing. <laughs> uh, in the last five games, Manchester United has scored eight goals and have not lost. Yeah. Paul Pogba's healthy. Yeah. Pogba... Bruno Fernandez in the center. Rashford. And they have an upfront of Rashford on the left, Greenwood on the right, and Martial, Martial in the center. And they're all kind of dancing around. And I, my friend, they need back help. They got Wamba Saka on the right, and they've got Harry Maguire in center. Well, if you're going to poop all over John Stones, you might as well poop all over Harry Maguire. I'm not going to poop over Harry Maguire. I think Harry Maguire is solid. They're basically the same player. Mm. They're not very fleet of foot, big, burly center backs that Harry, can do multiple things. Harry's better, and let's not forget, not everybody's Virgil van Dyke. They've got a right That's back. That's a shot. <laughs> that is a shot. My guy. <laughs> Your guy. Your guy. He's my guy now. Uh, they got Juan Basaka, the spider, yeah. on the right side. Former Crystal Palace. And they've got Harry Maguire in the center. Former Lester. Nothing. Okay, well, they're Sorry. just in third place, Sorry. even though they lost today. Um, on a losing streak and are clearly going to fall out of the top. Yeah, I know, right? Wolves, baby. Anyway, uh, so if, they can, if they can get a left back and another center back, they're in good shape. That Bruno Fernandez, Paul Pogba thing looks scary, and I, my friend, am terrified of Manchester United being good again. Well, I would say don't be overly terrified because Paul Pogba's super inconsistent and has a penchant for getting angry at his coach. Right, and right. Not playing very well, and they could ship him out. Yeah. But that front three looks good. Bruno looks like the signing of the year I would for the say, EPL. I would say Martial's on a hot streak, but I don't trust him to be super consistent. I love Greenwood. Uh, I do too. And I like I like Rashford as well. So the Bruno Greenwood Rashford trio is very exciting to me. Um, I'm not fully ready to buy in because I don't think uh, Ole is a great coach. But yeah. um, I never know how to pronounce his last name. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Solskjaer. Mm-hmm. I was like Skolasgar. Skalsgar. Gollum also works. Um, I don't like him very much as a manager, so I'm not sure how far they're going to get with him there. Do you know what he did when he was at Man U when he played? I'm assuming won multiple titles. Well, yeah, but they literally subbed him on in like the 80th minute and was like, we need a goal. Ollie, get in there. And he would score. And he famously scored the game-winning goal to win the treble. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, for those who don't know, the treble means that they won the Premier League. FA Cup. FA Cup and the Champions League. See. Um, I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're the they're the Yankees of of the Premier sure. League. They're the Yankees of soccer, basically. But uh, they've been down on their down on their dumps a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I need a little bit more than just three games of good play. I think I think what it is, believe. and I think I think what Ollie Gunner is looking at is 
we've seen this. We've seen this with Chelsea. We've seen this, obviously, with Liverpool right now. And we've kind of seen this. We see this from time to time with, you know, a little Barcelona and a little Real Madrid that you don't need that traditional number nine up front, that Martial does not need to be this goal-scoring machine. Mm -hmm. If you've got guys on the side that can swoop in and create a Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, a Rashford Greenwood, a a Ericsson's son. I know Ericsson's gone, but you know what I mean? Neymar, Mbappe for PSG sort of thing. Um, That that's possible. And I wonder if that's where they're going. Because let's be real. In the EPL right now, there's only like three true number nines that score goals. Harry Kane, Danny Ings, Sergio Aguero. Aubameyang. Aubameyang. Okay, fair. Aubameyang. But even they play two guys up front. Jamie Vardy. Okay, Jamie Vardy. But Arsenal plays Aubameyang and either Lacazette or Pepe. They'll play two guys up front, and well, they Pepe, spread them out. Well, Pepe's a winger. But, yeah, Lacazette, sometimes they play the, the two up front. But they'll, but they'll push Aubameyang to the side a little bit yeah, and no, let him play, kind of run free. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, and I think that's what we're kind of learning. And so to see they've got these two great wingers on the side, and I can't believe I'm sitting here like we never talk EPL, and I'm using this segment to, like, Give man you love. Yeah. Uh, but they've got two guys on the side. Mason Greenwood's 18, 19 years old. Marcus Rashford. So Marcus Rashford's the future of England. And Martial is a great striker. I mean, he can't if he can't beat Olivier Giroud for a starting role in France, then I don't know what to tell you, but <laughs> but he's pretty good. And so I'm just I'm I'm quite scared of Manchester United, is the moral of this story. I hey. They've looked great the last few games. I had the thought as well as is Man U back. Let's give it a little bit more time. Give it a little bit more time. But uh, but I see the pieces moving. For the first time, I feel like a massive transfer for them worked. Bruno Fernandez is a star. He He's is great. incredible. So I'm a fantasy team. And they got him from Portugal, right? Wasn't he mm-hmm. on Porto? Mm-hmm. And it was like a lot this of teams missed out. On and it was him. like this huge thing that Mourinho like wanted him, but then didn't want him. And then United wanted him, but then didn't want him. And then it was like, okay, I guess we'll bring you in. And it's like, yeah, we wanted him the whole time. Is there like a history of... We knew what he was going to do. Of like failed players from Portugal or something. Isn't Jao Felix really good too? Jao Felix, yeah, he plays for Atletico. Yeah. And he's from originally from Porto or yeah, Sporting. But or I mean, Bruno's actually got a little legs under him. Jao's like 17, 18 years yeah, old. Still good. Anyway, all right, that's enough EPL talk. Thank you for indulging us. We really appreciate that. You probably didn't indulge us. You probably turned the channel. Yeah, (laughs) but either way, if you're still listening, we'll be back to wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 8.50 here on Portland Sports Leader. We got Major League on the TV. God, I love this movie. It is a classic. It's one of the most quotable movies all time, right next to uh, Revenge of the Sith. Stupid prequel meme Reddit. <laughs> Dude, are you aware of what's going on in prequel, prequel memes no, right I now? I see random posts because I follow popular and I just get pops up every once in a while. I don't know anything about uh, it. Dude, my- there's a civil war brewing in prequel memes right now. Uh, I read two different uh, Star Wars things the last couple of days. One was on freezing cold takes. 
It was a film critic that when they went and saw the episode one, they said that Jar Jar Binks will be more beloved than Winnie the Pooh. Whoa, that is a what? that is a freezing cold take. I will say, as a however old I was when I watched episode one, uh, I did enjoy Jar Jar Binks because he was funny and because you're an idiot at like nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, I don't know how old I was, but you know when he stuck Misa, his tongue, Misa Jar Jar Binks. When he stuck his tongue in between the pod racer lightning thing, and, like, he, <laughs> and he couldn't talk for like yeah. ten minutes. My tongue. It was it was hilarious to me. As Sorry, a I've seen that movie a lot. And I also heard that there might be some rumblings in Disney that they are going to try and null and void basically all three of the newer films and act like they never happened. It's and impossible. Try to like basically <clears throat> redo it. They're the trying newer to films like the last three that came yeah, out. Yeah, and it, well, why they weren't that bad? I, well, well I, the United States of America has been trying for three hundred years to get people to not remember that Thomas Jefferson owned slaves and how'd that work out. I think that's coming to a head now. <laughs> well, I know. We still remember. Like, yeah. we're all going to be like, yeah, you remember those bad Star Wars movies that you got Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Han Solo to be in? Don't remember. Don't remember. No, yeah, what never happened. You killed one of those characters in? Beloved character? I remember when he stepped on that bridge and he goes, Ben! I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, he's going to die. Yeah. I knew instantly, and I already started crying. <laughs> Just started sobbing. You uh, pee. Just, just figure it out. The Mandalorian's going the right way. Rogue One was great. Rogue One was fantastic. It was pretty solid. Uh, I wish they'd make a movie about Han Solo, but they haven't done that yet. <laughs> I guess you can forget. You know, I guess you can pretend things didn't happen. If you're picky and choosy, if you're you picky can forget. and choosy, you can forget. Yeah, I never uh, saw that one, so I also don't have any idea. Uh, uh, on the real, though, like when the prequels came out, people hated them. Absolutely hated them. Ten year old Mike loved them. Hated them just like sand. <laughs> Take off your clothes. <laughs> um, but now you fast forward till now. I mean, I have always said that Revenge of the Sith is my second favorite Star Wars. I've always said that. And now Revenge of the Sith isn't even a popular Star Wars movie anymore. It's a cult classic. Like people find that movie. To be one of the greatest bad movies of all time. I was going to say, you know why cult classics are cult classics? Yeah, because they're bad movies. Yeah, because they're garbage. Yeah, usually. but they're <laughs> so beloved because of how garbage they are. Yeah, but they're, it will always come back to the point that it is a garbage movie. I don't know, man. Two negatives equal a positive. <laughs> cult classic garbage movie? Sounds good to me. <laughs> that is true. So I wonder if what that's... What is it that you like the most about that garbage movie? The, like, hour-long pod racer scene? That's episode one. I thought that's what you are talking about. No, I'm talking about episode three. Oh, oh, the sorry. This guy, man. Sorry. I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> Easy, Joe. Easy. That's one of Patrick's favorite movies. Easy. You know, I have actually not watched... Uh, me and Joey went through, like, a uh, Star Wars kick, and we, you know, watched the, the first three, and... Then we skipped over the prequels. <laughs> what, to get to the sequels? Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, maybe I made a mistake here. Yeah, man, dude, episode three is so great, man. You, you were, like, making fun of it. But first of all, you and McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi is one of the greatest things to ever happen to Star Wars. We haven't talked uh, about this last time. I was going to say, I we're not going to do like, this. Clearly, it was the same segment. Clearly, you guys haven't learned. It's a good thing that we have a minute left. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you haven't learned. Yeah, like that nobody's listening. Joe's like, oh, I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> like, you make it sound like it's so, like, I cried during that, Joe. You were my brother. <laughs> Only if the writing was better, it would have been 
better. You, he, well, then Ewan McGregor stepped in and did his damnedest. <laughs> and now they're going to make a movie, a 10-part movie about him. Yeah, Dis- part? yeah, Disney's doing a 10-part, like, TV movie about Obi-Wan Kenobi so each, between episode three and episode four. Each episode will be an hour and a half at so least. Is, is yeah. Ewan McGregor Starring playing Obi-Wan? Ewan McGregor as that's, Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's kind of cool. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. Do we actually and, trust that it's going to be good? Yeah, because it's most likely going to be Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. They do The Mandalorian. Like, life is great. I still haven't seen that. You're you're out of your mind. Well, it's I don't have, so good. I don't have Disney Plus. It's so good. So steal it off the internet like us common folk you gotta, do. You got to share your login with me, Patrick. Uh, you got to talk to the lady on that one. Okay. She owns that login. Well, I know you're listening. <laughs> I have a Disney Plus login, but I never got the MLB login from either of you bastards, so you ain't getting that. Well, last time I checked, I paid for it in February and haven't seen a damn baseball <laughs> game yet. <laughs> last thing I checked, I haven't seen one email talking about giving us any money back. Nope, 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 nothing. Prorated fees for Prorated fees? Yeah, you're going to cut the salary of players? Why don't you cut the salary of my pocketbook? I'd love to get that $70 back, please. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We'll be back next week, and hopefully we'll be inching closer to baseball. Maybe we got to get Big John in here at some point to preview this. I did give him the warning when he was here last Friday that okay. it would be coming soon. Okay. We just have to let him know. So we'll figure it out. Make sure to check out the Beers on Us podcast as it drops tomorrow at 4 p.m. Also live on Instagram at PDD085. Tomorrow at 7 p.m. I'm doing a little concert for the last have time a in a little bit. Great holiday weekend. Please be smart and safe. Please. please be safe and social distance and all that stuff. No more spikes. We don't want more spikes. Guys, I have to wear a mask every single day just to make you happy. So please take care of me so I can take care of you. This is the hot corner. Go do something I would do. Like wear a mask. Like wear a mask. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.